Welcome, Mama. You've got your hands full, I know. As a mama for myself, I can relate to the exhausting days of motherhood with wiping messy faces, correcting attitudes, and picking up those countless piles of laundry. But I have found that if we search deeply and open our hearts, we can experience motherhood in a whole new light. By applying biblical principles, we can have joy, we can have peace, and we can have purpose in motherhood. Join me weekly for a little spiritual water for your weary soul. Well, hello everyone. Welcome. This is the very first episode of the Purpose of Motherhood podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. I am Ashley Caston. I am an author of a book called Lessons I Found in the Laundry Basket. And I'm also the um, founder of thepurposeofmotherhood.com, the blog and ministry, and now podcast, which is very exciting. So thanks for joining me. So really, the purpose of this uh, podcast is just to give you little snippets throughout the week um, that would encourage you and just bring water to your weary soul. I would love for this to be... Um, just kind of a quick, easy way for you to get in a little bit of biblical encouragement and principles that you can apply during your week to help bring more peace, more joy, and um, hopefully renewed strength for you too for your week of mothering. So I have four kids myself. I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, a three-year-old, and then a three-month-old currently. So it's a very, very busy house. We have lots going on all the time. So anything that you are dealing with, I probably have dealt with at one point or another too, or am currently dealing with. Um, having one that's a closing, you know, approaching the preteen years and then having one <laughs> that needs me for everything that's barely out of the womb um, gives me kind of a wide range of topics and um just different issues that I've been dealing, I mean, all kinds of stuff. So there will probably be, probably be plenty of interesting and funny stories that I share along the way. So today I wanted to dive into a topic that a lot of us um, probably know a lot about, and that's multitasking. As moms, we tend to be the masters of multitasking, right? You're making peanut butter or jelly for one while you're nursing the infant and um, paying your bills online or whatever it is. I feel like I have become the master of doing just about anything while nursing. (laughs) Now with four of them, you just don't have time to sit and be by yourself while you're nursing. So you just kind of learn to do everything you need to while nursing, whether that's reading a book to the toddler or, you know, packing lunches or (laughs) I always, I always kind of feel bad for my three month old because I'm like, oh, you poor thing. You just kind of get toted along wherever, you know, while nursing, like there's no just sitting and relaxing. I do actually sit some of the time, but there's a lot of times where it's just not possible. So anyways, we become these multitaskers and we kind of pride ourselves on it a little bit. If we're being honest, you know, we say like, Oh, we're just these great multitaskers. We can do all these things at once. And I would like to dive into that today to see if that's really effective for us, for us, if that's really, um, fruitful and benefiting us and our children. 
So just the other day, we were at our homeschool group, and they were doing an activity with all the kids were doing that, an activity where they were trying to pat their head and rub their stomach at the same time. A lot of you guys have probably seen this done or have done it yourself. And basically, it was to teach them that it's really hard to do and that it takes, you know, pretty much all of your concentration. You have to really think about patting your head and rubbing your stomach. So I'm watching them do this, and this is a group of like five, six-year-olds around that age, and it's just the cutest thing because, I mean, they're, you know, for them to rub their stomach and pat their head, they have to kind of really go slow and think about it, and as they're patting, they're kind of circling too. I mean, it's just hilarious, and they're all giggling and just falling on the floor laughing because it's it just looks funny, and, you know, it's just really hard to do. So I sat there as I'm watching and just laughing. All of a sudden, I just thought, oh my gosh, if that is not the picture of motherhood, I don't know what is. We're trying to do the best that we can as a mom. We are trying to pour into into these little tiny hearts. And we're also, on the other hand, trying to do so many other things, whether it's, um, you know, running a business or volunteering someplace or, um, you know, all, all these things that just take up our time that we say yes to. And we're trying so hard to make it work. And it seems like it takes all of our concentration, doesn't it? It's like we, we think that, um, you know, that we're able to put our attention fully and completely in two areas at once. But if you look at a toddler or not even a toddler, if you look at a child when they're trying to do that, rubbing their stomach and patting their head, yes, they are doing it. The action is there, but are they really doing it well? Are they really able to focus on both things at one time? I'm able to do it pretty well, the rubbing my stomach and patting my head. But if you are talking to me while I'm doing that, I'm going to have no clue what you're saying because I'm so focused on it. And it's, it's extremely hard and a little bit stressful. If I was to keep doing that for a while, it would be very wearing probably on me mentally. So I want to look at our lives as motherhood, our lives in motherhood today. We might be able to do this. We might be able to multitask motherhood, but are we really excelling in it? And are we really giving our full attention to whatever it is else that we're trying to juggle? So, Several years ago, I started a business at home, and um, it was a business that I loved. I loved the people. I still love all the products, and um, you know we still use them. It was I, that has not changed. But I started out wanting to make an income for our family. Absolutely nothing wrong with that, right? And so I had my kids at home, and I was homeschooling and starting this business, and. The business started to take off and it was great. It was providing so much financial income for us and um, I just got so much, I feel like, joy out of getting out of the house and going and teaching ladies and getting together and it was fantastic. But I started to feel this pull on me the entire time or I mean really after it started taking off, probably after the first year, I started to feel this pull on my heart, kind of this tug where... I didn't feel like I was really giving my best to my children. And it was, you know, I was sitting there battling, thinking, okay, is this just mommy guilt because I know I don't need to deal with that? Or is this the Holy Spirit leading me? And so I just kind of tried to justify it, I think, for a long time. And I tried to, um, 
you know, just could like kind of tell myself, it's okay. I can just like, it's just a season. And also they can just come alongside me and do the business with me. That was a huge thing that um, I told myself was, well, my kids are just doing it with me. You know, we're just all doing it together. But really my full attention was on the business and they were kind of almost getting dragged alongside me with it. Now, of course, this wasn't 24 hours a day, but a good portion of the day I would have to spend, uh, you know, several hours. You know, there was a lot of social media that I was having to interact with. There was, um, you know, just uh, just so many different text messages that I was answering, posting things online, looking at um, training material, all of that kind of stuff. And so it really pulled at me very heavily. So it wasn't until later, um, which this was actually about two years ago. So let's see, I'm trying to get my timeline right here. Doesn't it seem like when you try to look back at like what year something happened, it's all a blur. That's how I feel like, like, I don't know. I had my child at 25 and ever since then, I don't know (laughs) what day it is, what year it is. You know, my first one was at 25 and since then, I don't even know. Anyway, so let's just say it was about two years ago. So maybe I was doing the business since 2006, 2015, I think is when I started. So, um, about two years ago, God started putting on my heart a ministry for moms. And along with that, I knew that he was calling me to write and, um, you know, write books, to have a blog, to just really sew into mothers in the thick of it, because I had so many people that sewed into me And I mean, I just, I'm so, so thankful for them. And I wanted to be able to do the same thing for other people. And I felt like I was called to that. And so here I am, you know, I know God's putting on my heart something for the kingdom, right? Like I can't, and when I say kingdom, I mean for him and his glory. So something big for him. I knew he was calling me to that, but here I have these little ones at home that I'm already struggling with trying to give them enough time and a business And I just felt like if I picked up one more thing, everything was going to fall apart. And here I was in the middle of multitasking and feeling like I really wasn't doing anything well. Yet I had this successful business. And yet I had my children at home with me and was schooling them. So from the outside, it looked like, Hey, she's doing it just like these kids that are patting their head or pat, what is it? Pat, yeah, patting their head and rubbing their bellies. They're doing it, but are they doing it well? And that's what I was feeling inside of me. Yes, I'm running a business. Yes, I'm homeschooling, but am I doing it well? And so when God put this on my heart, I really had to take a deep um, kind of like really search my spirit and say, okay, like, am I trying to hang on to something that is not mine to hang on to? And I knew, I mean, I, it's like, we know, but we fight against it. Right. I knew what the Lord was telling me to do. I knew he was telling me to lay down the business, but I fought it in my spirit because, you know, because it was this financial provision. And because I, you know, probably had some pride built up in it too, to be honest. And I felt like it was mine and no, I should keep this. This is mine. So it was a struggle for sure. But I will tell you that as soon as I submitted and as soon as I laid it down completely at his feet, and I mean laid it down like walked away completely, which was very, very hard because so many people were counting on me. You know, it was a network marketing business. And so that 
affects so many different people. I've, you've got people above you. I've got a whole team below me. And so it was hard. And some, I had grown very close to a lot of these people. And so these were my friends now that I was having to say, hey, I'm done. I'm walking away. And trying to give them a reason other than God's telling me to was really hard too. But as soon as I did, as soon as I just fully submitted to him and stopped fighting and laid it down at his feet, all of a sudden I was walking in so much freedom and books were, and topics, writing topics were flowing out of me. It was coming from a place of rest where I wasn't trying so hard and wasn't feeling like I was failing at everything. It was coming from this place of being so filled up where I was now bearing so much fruit. My children started bearing more fruit where we, I, I felt like I was able to pour more into them and I was able to disciple them more. And it went from this season of just trying to make it through and having that successful look on the outside, but that guilt on the inside to a season of just rest, but more fruit than I had ever experienced. So when we look at our own lives, this is what's really important to do. Now, let me go ahead and say that there is nothing wrong with running a business. There is nothing wrong with um, having your hobbies, anything like that. This is not a, you know, an episode to tell you, hey, it's time to give up your business and <laughs> give everything up and just focus on your kids. I'm not saying that at all. Your life is going to look different than my life. What God is calling you to is going to be different than what God's calling me to. We all have our own purpose, our own reason why we are placed on this earth in such a time as this. Have you ever thought about that? God could have put you, you could have been born at any point in the timeline of the world, but he chose you specifically for this time. Have you ever wondered why? What is it? What, what did he want you here for? What is your purpose here? What are the people that he's connecting you with for a specific reason? Maybe there's people that he's putting in your life that, you know, need your words of affirmation, that need your prayers, that need, um, you know, just your ministry towards them, your servanthood towards them. So when we look at our life from God's perspective, we can look and say, okay, what is producing fruit? What deserves my full attention? In John 15, 2, Jesus tells us about bearing good fruit and what it takes to bear good fruit. And he says that every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. That's a great picture of exactly what I'm talking about, this multitasking world that we live in and how we try to squeeze so much in, but by doing so, we end up bearing less fruit. He says that to bear more fruit, it needs to be pruned. Now, pruning is not a pretty process. Pruning is painful. It was extremely painful for me to walk away from the business. It was not my plan. It wasn't what I saw for my life. But as soon as I did, I reaped the benefit of a flourished, flourishing life full of fruit. I believe that's what God wants for you too. That's what he wants for your ministry in motherhood. All of us have our own ministry in motherhood. We don't look at it that way often. Often we see it 
um, kind of as a burden if we're being honest. There are days where we feel like, oh, this is just so hard and they just need me all the time. But if we changed our perspective to see us as um, servant leaders really to encourage, equip, and sharpen those little arrows that we have in our home, we'll start to see the purpose in it. So when we begin to get sight for that and we begin to say, God, show me what it is I need to cut out my life, uh, cut out of my life, whether it be um, sometimes friendships too, to be honest, those take up a good portion if they're exhausting and not life-giving friendships. They will drain us. They will take all of our joy that could take all a lot of our attention so that might be something that needs cut out maybe it's a commitment you said yes to it could even be you know a quote-unquote good commitment it could be something with church it could be something with a nonprofit organization but is it the best fruit for your life or maybe it is a business and it's been something you're struggling with how can I do this and pour into my children at the same time let God shine his light on those areas in your life and ask him to give you that perspective, his heavenly perspective for all of those places and to show you what he sees. What is he wanting to prune? Not for your harm, but for your good. What is he wanting to prune so that then you can experience more in your life so that your life is more fruitful? Here's what I think of when I think of our children and why they would be important to pour into our children, when we pour into them, we are not just pouring into those little beings. So my four kids, when I pour into them, yes, I'm, I'm raising up four children to be strong in the Lord and to be good people with hopefully great manners and um, you know all the things that we think are important and of course to have them biblically sound. But I'm not just influencing those four little children. I'm influencing generations okay you want to talk about bearing more fruit pouring into something that then pours into something else that then pours into something else you're talking about general generational blessings to the thousandth generation that's what that verse is talking about in um, Deuteronomy Deuteronomy 7 9 he says know therefore that the Lord your God is God the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. So when we pass this on to our children and we're pouring into them, showing them that steadfast love and showing them the way, how to walk on that good path, when we pass that down to them, we are affecting thousands of generations, which is incredible, or a thousand generations, that blessing goes to a thousand generations. That's incredible to think about, isn't it? And so I can think of no other area that I would want to spend more time in than in my children. To me, that is the greatest fruit. There will be other things I'm called to, such as this, such as, you know, whether it's writing books or speaking at mom's groups. There are other things that I'm called to that bear fruit as well. But my full attention, I know right now, needs to be on my children. And that won't always be like that. They'll be out of my house one day and then, you know, I'll still be there. I'll still be mentoring them, but it'll look a little different. So I encourage you to take a look at your own life and to remember that pruning brings life. We have to go through a season of painful pruning to see the season of flourishing fruit. 
but it's worth it. In Isaiah, Isaiah 61, 8 through 9, God says, I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their offspring shall be known among the nations and their descendants in the midst of the people. All who see them shall acknowledge them, that they are an offspring the Lord has blessed. That's what I want for my children. When I look forward into the future, I want my children to be standing firm, to be standing strong, to be examples to the people of um, what it looks like to truly serve the Lord with all of your heart. I want them to be confident in who they are in Christ. I want them to be um, just loving people that think of others before themselves, that know how to serve people. I want them to be humble. I want them to just love God's word and and be so firm in the truth that they cannot be shaken. And none of that is going to happen by accident. None of that is going to happen just from putting them in church on Sunday. I cannot let someone else do the job that I am called to do. And so therefore, I will not, I'm committed to not multitasking my children now because I've seen, I've been on both sides and now I've seen the fruit coming from giving them my full attention. I know that giving up those things that we hold dear is painful, but the fruit on the other side is so, so worth it. Well, I would love to take a minute just to pray with you now and send you off in this week with a little bit of encouragement and renewed strength. Lord, we come to you right now. We thank you for all of these precious women listening to this podcast today. Thank you that you know all of us by name, that you have a purpose for all of us, that you've blessed all of us with these little children for a specific reason. You could have chosen anyone for these little ones, but you chose us. Help us to walk into this week with renewed strength and a feeling of just your, your peace, God. I pray that you would surround us with your Holy Spirit and that you would comfort us, give us everything that we need to be able to tackle this week and to do it with um, just joy, Lord. I pray that you would help us to look at our lives and identify what needs pruned. Give us your kingdom eyes to look at our lives and help us to do it with bravery. Help us to not be influenced by outside voices or guilt or anything that would come to take away the vision you've given us. We love you, Lord. Thank you that your plan for us is great and that the blessing that you give us is to a thousand generations. In your name we pray. Amen.